Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Relic Reveal video. I could not be more happier. More happier? Most is happier. Jay's giving me dirty looks, but we're going to talk about my boy, St. Justin Martyr. St. Justin Martyr was born around the year 100. He's one of the early ones, the immediate post-apostolic church fathers. And he was born in Palestine, so near the neighborhood of Jesus. Um, he was born, like I said, around the year 100, and he was a devotee in the Roman Empire of various philosophies, in particular that of the Stoics, Stoicism, which is becoming popular again today, especially if you listen to uh, weightlifting podcasts, which I'm not saying that I do. Jay, I totally do. Uh, I don't weightlift, but I just listen to podcasts. And then Platonism, right? So you got Stoics and the Platonists, two very big philosophical schools. He was widely respected. Uh, as an intellect in the Roman Empire. Eventually, he would go to Rome and actually found a school of philosophy. It was about this time when Justin, traveling throughout the Roman Empire, uh, really became fervent in his devotion to capital T truth. He didn't want to know the opinions of philosophers. He wanted to know the truth. So one of my favorite stories of Justin Martyr is that he encounters an old man who reveals to him, yes, okay, Plato, you understand about God. Plato, a Greek philosopher in the middle of pagan Greece, right, believed in only one God, as did Aristotle, as did Socrates before him, but they did not have the divine revelation of Moses, right? And so this old man by the sea was telling Justin Martyr, uh, then just known as Justin, he'd get the martyr at the end of his life, and you'll know why, uh, he was telling him that you need to listen to not just those who talk about God, but those to whom God himself has communicated. And he began telling him about the prophets and especially the whole Old Testament and how it was being fulfilled even today, namely through the Acts of the Apostles. Now, this is really cool because as Justin Martyr is growing up in the Roman Empire, at this time, the Roman Empire is extremely hostile to Christians. The Jews at this point have been scattered throughout the empire, Jerusalem, Palestine, no longer filled with Jews by Roman edict, 70 AD, 150 AD. And so now you have the rise of Christianity post-Judaism. But, but the Roman persecution started getting cranked up pretty fierce under the famous Stoic philosopher that half of those weightlifting podcasters are listening to, Marcus Aurelius. I have a buddy who was reading Marcus Aurelius. I'm like, you know, Marcus Aurelius uh, kind of contributed to the death of St. Justin Martyr and a whole bunch of other Christians. Now, Marcus Aurelius is a very interesting guy. If you remember the movie Gladiator, he was the guy that was choked out by his son, Joaquin Phoenix. In that, uh, they make him seem like this totally innocent man, and his son was the evil one. But it's not that Marcus Aurelius was evil, but they definitely hated Christianity, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, there were... Two main reasons why the Roman Empire tried to persecute the Christian, this growing Christian religion. I should say three. One, they did not believe in the Roman gods. Now, they believed in the same god as the Jews, but the reason why the Romans treated the Jews and the Christians differently is because of the second reason, which is the Jews had a deal with the Romans throughout the Roman Empire. We won't worship Caesar, nor will we worship the Roman pantheon, but we will pray for Caesar every day. And so they had this uneasy truce. But the reason why that truce worked is because the Jews were not evangelizing. They weren't trying to convert Romans. When the Christians start spreading through, originally it was a Jewish sect, right? St. Paul says in Romans uh, chapter 1, uh, I believe in the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, for the Jew first, then the Greek. And that was how Paul evangelized. He would go to the local synagogue, and when they would kick him out, he would take the people that he converted, and then he would go to the marketplace. 
in Roman society, so they didn't believe in the Roman gods, and then they began to proselytize all of those people and evangelize all those people who were Roman citizens. So now imagine this. You got Jewish Christians who were, you know, uh, they, they were weird in the Roman Empire, but they were somewhat of a known quantity. You had slaves, you had Greeks, you had Cretans, you had Scythians, you had all sorts of people from all over the empire at all different levels of social status. You had men and women. You got to remember in the Jewish temple, women were not allowed into the holy place. They stayed in the outer court. But with Christianity, women and men worshipped sitting right next to each other. So you have the next problematic thing, not just that they denied the Roman gods and they didn't worship the emperor, but they were converting Romans. Now imagine an aristocratic woman sitting next to a slave calling him or her brother or sister. That was very problematic for the Romans. And then you had the third, the third thing, which we call the discipline of the secret. Now the discipline of the secret was around the Eucharist. We wanted to keep the sacraments secret so that the pagans would not commit sacrilege against it, you know, all the horrible things that they have done and still do today. Um, and so what they did was they had their masses in secret. And we know this. In fact, the earliest writings about the mass comes from people like Justin Martyr and St. Irenaeus, who are, these men are Christian apologists. And so because it was a secret, all sorts of crazy gossip and rumors were spread. In fact, the most popular one in the Roman Empire that caused Irenaeus in Lyon, France, and Justin Martyr writing a little bit closer to Rome, caused them to write and, and respond to all these crazy lies. One of the lies was Christians would kidnap Roman children, especially babies, and then they would kill them in their secret rituals, and then they would take their flesh and wrap it up in bread and eat the flesh wrapped in bread. Now, already we can hear in this Roman weirdo lies, you know, distortion, we can hear the hints of the Eucharist, that we do in fact eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of the Living God through the sacrament of the Eucharist. But the Romans were not understanding. So it was actually Irenaeus and Justin Martyr who were apologists. We call them, so you have the apostolic fathers, right, the apostles and those apostolic men in the first 100 years. Then the next 100, 150 years, you have the apologists. Now, the word uh, apologist in Greek, apologia, doesn't mean, oh, I'm so sorry. Apologia means those who make a defense. And in particular, an apologist is someone who defends the teachings of Christianity. These men, Irenaeus and Justin Martyr, began writing to the emperor. In fact, Justin Martyr's writings, he has two apologies plus a letter to Trypho the Jew where they correspond about the nature of Christianity. And they began disclosing, like, no, we don't do this. We believe, as was handed down to the apostles and on to us, that on the night before Christ died, he took bread into his hands, blessed it, broke it, and gave it. And we believe it is truly his flesh. So their hope was to buy peace roundabout in the Roman Empire so that we could worship him without fear. Unfortunately, and living up to now his last name, Justin Martyr was eventually, he schooled a cynic, uh, which is a school of philosophy. Now it's kind of like a pejorative term. You're so cynical. But he schooled this cynic in a debate so bad that the cynic ran to the Roman authorities uh, because his pride was hurt so bad that he told them that he was a secret Christian and he had him arrested and eventually Martyr, uh, Justin Martyr would be put to death. Now, we have, even in the historical documentation, we have the Roman accounting of his death. 
So Justin Martyr became really widely known because here he was, this all-star figure in philosophy, a man devoted to the truth. One of the most beautiful things that he said, and I love this, and Jay has it in our biography. So go to ap.church slash saints or slash santos so that you can learn more and read his biography. But he has this um, money quote from St. Justin Martyr. Right before his conversion, right, because he was a philosopher devoted to finding the truth, he would witness the martyrdom of Christians who were being you know, just had the worst stuff said about them. We're being brutally tortured and killed and crucified and fed to lions and killed in the gladiator pits and all this stuff. And he said, yet they died with such dignity. They were fearless. The thing that all men fear, death without dignity, pain, torture, these Christians embraced in the name of Jesus. So how can I see this and simultaneously believe that these are like an evil, sick, messed up cult doing terrible things? He said, I refused to believe these things. So eventually he would become a Christian. And the power in that witness is what leads all of us, this is my catechetical point, the power of Christian witness is the first apologetic. Okay, so if apologetics is a defense of the faith, right, what we need to do is understand who our audience is and what their objections to Christianity are and what they really are. I meet with people in my office all the time who are on the struggle bus with Catholicism, whether it's the Pope, whether it's the Eucharist, whether it's Mary, right? It could be belief in God in general. It could be spirituality. We have to be prepared, as St. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, we always have to be prepared for, uh, to give a reason for the hope that's within us. Right, But doing so with gentleness and reverence, right? That's what St. Peter says. Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within you. The hope that is within us is Jesus Christ. So can you defend the faith? Can you be like Justin Martyr or St. Irenaeus of Lyon? Can you be like these men and defend the faith? They made it their solemn duty to write extensively and to speak extensively in defense of Christian teaching, practice, and the way of life. Can we do this today? Or are we so scared or enamored with the ways of the world and the concerns and anxieties of the world that we say nothing in the face of opposition? The first apologetic is our way of life. The second apologetic is actually how we articulate the reason for the hope that is within us. But the final apologetic is how we love one another. Justin Martyr, like many in the early church, loved their neighbor with the love of Jesus Christ. What do I mean by that? They had, and this is the secret sauce of the early church, self-sacrificial generosity. They were generous to people regardless of whether or not they were Christians. They gave of their entire selves. So brothers and sisters, as we continue this pilgrimage to the Our Lady of the Angels Chapel, as we begin to build up and surround ourselves with these wonderful saints and their relics, let's not forget to apply to our lives what their lives were lived for, what they told with their lives. Justin Martyr was an apologist, someone who made a defense of the Christian faith to the Roman emperor himself. You and I are not set in that situation, but brothers and sisters, we need to know our faith and we need to be able to articulate and to defend it. Because as St. Peter says, we need to do so with gentleness and reverence. So what is the hope within you? What is a reason for the hope that is within you? I hope that hope that is truly within you is not your wealth, your health, your fame, even your philosophical or intellectual achievement. That it is 
what Jesus Christ, the truth himself, did for you 2,000 years ago and through his church continues to give you. God bless you all. I'll see you right here next week as we continue our Relic Reveal. God bless.